0: All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here, and I am here with my new friend, Dolores Hirschman, and she says that she has the right words that can grow our business. Is that correct? Is that what you have for us today?
1: I definitely do.
0: All right, awesome. Well, we shall see in this latest episode of The Authority Project. All right, we're all smiles here because I'm I'm excited about these words. Uh, but before we get started with all of that, Dolores, please tell us, first of all, who you are personally, then professionally.
1: Great. I'm happy to. I'm a mom. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, I have four babies. Wow. And I have to say, these four babies are all taller than me, so... Um, they are <laughs> six feet all my boys wow. anyway awesome. but so I'm a mom I'm an entrepreneur I'm a wife um, and I'm a believer in ideas that can change the world
0: okay awesome I love it Is that, okay great so we're, we're gonna get started really quickly so we're gonna dive in first of all about how you got started how you got into this belief structure tell us where I'm not sure where you want to start but either shed light on how you got here or maybe the aha moment just just take us take us wherever you want to take us.
1: absolutely thank you brian um so first of all my accent is from argentina i was born and raised in buenos aires and i actually happened to meet my husband in argentina although he was from massachusetts oh really and yeah so you went all the way there to find me but um that's where i'm from i'm from boston Oh really? Yeah, yes. <laughs> we are. We are in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. So, oh really? Okay. So we should come down to the beach. Yes. You are be not the... far away. Oh, you're not far uh, away at all. Okay, no at all. <laughs> um So so I came to the U.S. over twenty three years ago, um, and I have since. I've always been in a, in this quest of of, and I've always had this question: Why is it that great ideas? sometimes don't realize their full potential. In some ways, it's been kind of, I think I wasn't conscious about that question for many years. Mm-hmm. But looking back, and I look at my the different projects I've been involved in and the different things I've done. And, you, you know, I'm, I'm 48. You start getting like a little bit of, of, you know, become a little bit curious, like, okay, what has my life been all about? And, and, right. and how do I connect the dots, right, of all the things I've done? Because I always felt like I was always doing random stuff, but then the random stuff starts making sense from the distance, right? with time. And so 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 I come from a background I, I went to business school. I have been around entrepreneurs. I've been always passionate about creating and business. Um to be honest, when I was 18, I wanted to be an actress.
0: And I told my
1: dad I want to be an actress or a film director. Step 3 and he said to me he said great go to business school then we can talk uh, not the answer I wanted yeah. and so I went kicking and screaming into business school but the truth is that even though I kind of endured it um, it gave me a great set of tools mm-hmm. to 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 do something with my creativity so I'm I'm grateful for kind of being going that path although I felt that it wasn't aligned with my passion like you know I what am I doing here I would say uh, when I was doing math and economics and all that stuff right, right. but the truth is it gave me some tools that now have been invaluable to me so so for most of my life I've been creating I've been having ideas and I've been creating, as an entrepreneur, I've also been creating as director of projects for companies and nonprofits. I've always been in the space of what is next for us? Where do we see an opportunity? What can we build? And so um, when I was 38, I got to a point. I, it tends to be a pattern, like every 38, 48, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm cooking something <laughs> new right now. I don't know what it is. So, uh, you can have an interview in three years. I'll tell you what it was. There you go. But, um, but uh, as I as I turned 38, I started asking myself, "Well, what do I want to do when I grow up? Like, what is my thing? What do I? What's next?" Um, and also, my mom always says, "You're good. You don't have to have a next. Like, you're a mom. <laughs> just take care of the kids. Do your job. Like, you're good." Right. Like yeah. for me, it's always like, what's next? Like it's, yeah. I'm just curious in a way. And so I went, I decided to go back to school for coaching because what I was experiencing at the time was that I was working as a consultant with companies and I would talk strategy until people were blue in their face, but mm. I couldn't make them do it. And yeah. so I'm like, why are you stopping them from executing something that is, to me, was so obvious? And so I went back to school and I started coaching. I became an executive coach, ICF accredited and all that stuff. And it gave me the insight of learning what drives us as human beings and how can I help teens and, and leaders really execute more effectively. And so it was in that journey of becoming a coach um, a few years later and, and starting that business that I was, again, happy. But something was missing. Yeah. Um, and this has been like the story of my life. And that's <laughs> something I started asking myself, what is missing? What is it that I would love to do? And so I, I asked myself, well, what I would I would do for free all day long? And this is a question I ask my clients all the time. And in answering that question, I realized that what I would do for free all day long was hang out with people with really big ideas. Mm. And I had that in being part of a tedx event before in that year 2015 i decided to become the lead organizer of a local event here a tedx event because you know the tedx platform is what gathers a lot of people with really big ideas yeah and so um so i decided to organize my own tedx and that journey which was a volunteer journey and i was literally doing it for free But that connected me with the power of words and the power of the right message to move mountains. Um, And so today at Masters in Clarity, what we do is we help people find the words that will help their business move forward, position their business in front of the right clients, the right audience. And we also help them clarify how to create the models and the, the scalable business model to go from maybe serving a few people to serving a lot more people. And
0: that's what we do I love it. So I want to dive right into these right words. I mean, I don't want you to, I'm not sure if you want to give everything away or you don't have a business, right? So give us, you know, give us some, some, some great ones or some, or some good, some simple ones so that here, you know are, will stick right now for us.
1: So here's the answer you don't want to have, but this is the answer I'm going to give you. Um, And here's the thing. It's not about my words for you. It's about Mm -hmm. your words, your clear, concise, straightforward message that will get someone that that hears you raise their hand and said, that's the guru for me. And so there are some little tips I'm going to share. You don't have to take them, but but. It is important as we communicate with our markets that we move from talking about what we do to talking about what we stand for. People want to work with someone who is clear about their bigger mission. Mm -hmm. And it's also communicating clear the problem that they solve. So I believe that to grow your business, you must have a clear message. And that when you have a clear message, the clients will come to you. So mm-hmm. I just shared with you two things. I shared what I stand for, yeah. and I also shared the problem I solve.
0: Yeah, it's that's simple, right? I'm going to stop you right there because that's simple, right? But even like even for a lot, it's a lot. It's hard for a lot of people, even for me. It's this very year, hard. Very hard for people because. And this is this is my philosophy. I'm not sure everybody, I'm I, you know, I'm not sure everybody, you know, this is part of my things that I teach is that everybody is great at more than one thing. So I think that's where they get mixed up, like, you know, even some of the guests that come in are like, you know, well, I do this, I do this, I do this, and I do this. I also do this and that and this. I was like, yeah, okay, but I need one thing. So 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 getting clarity on that message, it's it's you know. It's simple, but it's not easy. So, how do you make it easy? Well, let me give you a very
1: clear, clear visual on this. I love talking metaphors. Okay. You live in a home, right? Or yes. an apartment, right? Yes. How many doors do you have to get into your house?
0: A, oh, that's a good question. One or two? There's, there's one main one for sure. One main there's door be. There's, there's, sure. there's at least two. There's at least two for sure.
1: Is oh, actually, a, three. Maybe two. Yeah. Uh, but 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 one door. <laughs> main door where the where you can ring yeah. But there's one main door where you can ring the bell. Yes. And and it, and if you, a car pulls up, it will be obvious where they would ring the bell and deliver the flowers.
0: <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yes. Yes.
1: It's not a house that is like this, and you have the bathroom door and the bedroom door and the office door and the main door and the kitchen door and the closet door. And right. you follow what I'm saying. Yes. In order to get into the kitchen, you go into the house, and then you go into the kitchen. Uh, In order to go into the office, you go into the house, and you go into the office.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: And so, if you think of your business as a home, what's the main door, and what does the doorbell look like? Yeah. Yeah. And then once yeah. they're in the house, you can invite them to multiple rooms. Let's True. have a cocktail yes. in the living room and let's have dinner in the dining room. Oh, and by the way, why don't we watch the game in the family room?
0: Yeah, room. I, totally, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. But, but, how yeah. You do it? well, yeah. And then how do you talk to people? Um, and I'll just put my son out there on he's, I'm not sure. He's not listening anyway, but <laughs> I'll put him, I'll put him out there. Cause I'm like in the midst of talking to him, like, you know, he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm good at. How I mean, old
1: is
0: he? He is now 27.
1: Great. He he's won't know for a little while.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. But I wish he would. I wish he would know, but. Now I think that's the reason why. I mean, how do you t- how do you deal with people who say, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm. I i do not know where I'm going. I just have this job, and I, I have no idea from there.
1: Okay, so here's the thing: it's better to have a job than to have no job. Not just because True. of the money. Yes. Forget the money. Let's say even if you had money that you didn't need a job, it's better to have a job than to have no job. Yes. Why? Because action leads to clarity. I love it. So yeah. I rather you have a job that you hate, and you can make a long list of all the things you don't like to do, because you might not find what you like to do, but you have a long list of what you don't want to do. Yeah. And at least you're closer to what you want to do, because there's some things you won't do.
0: Yeah. And then you have a skill set too, whether you and, even, and you what, also have a
1: skill set, right? As as I juggle. Yeah. So 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 basically is whatever. And this is true, this conversation we could be having about finding what you like to do and finding your purpose, and they're very similar.
0: Mm.
1: And there's a book that I love, written by Viktor Frankl, called Man's Search for Meaning. And he talks about finding your purpose independent of the context that you're in. By the way, he was an Austrian psychologist Mm. uh, incarcerated in Auschwitz. Wow. lost his wife, pregnant wife. in another. Con- she went to another concentration camp. Damn. He survived it and went on to write a lot of very powerful books. And he talks about finding your purpose and finding his purpose while he was in a concentration camp. So the wow. whole thing is like, oh, when I retire, I'll find my purpose. Or when I find the perfect job, I'll find my purpose. That doesn't make any sense. If someone can find their purpose in a concentration camp, Trust me, we all can find it in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle yeah. of whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it is about being in the space that we are with the reality that we are faced with and still finding your joy. Yeah. And, 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 and as, far as, as far as defining the work that we love to do, the answer comes in how you're feeling when you're doing the work. If you can make a list of all the things that you do, that when you're doing them, time stops, it flows, you feel like you're flying, or it's fun, or you forget that you're working, or, or you feel all these feelings of uplifting and ease, that is probably a sign that that's what you love to do. Yeah. The opposite know. is a feeling of dread and heaviness and, is it the end of the day yet?
0: <laughs> right, right. So, so for the people, people who are looking for the words here, because I mean, I'm you, you describe what that means to us as we got into this. But for the people who are coming in and say you're looking for the right words, do you have an example of somebody you work with where they changed their message in a certain way where it made sense to them? So we can give some some clarity on that, possibly.
1: Yes. So let me give you some examples and let me give you a situation. For example, okay. you are in a networking event, <clears throat> which now we have them all virtual, but they used to be non-virtual. Yeah, And someone asked you, what do you do? And the typical answer is that, well, I'm the CEO of a company and um, we are uh, doing coaching and we have some groups and we do online content and we, And the poor person that asks you a question goes glassy eyed. Yeah. (laughs) And they stopped listening a while ago. Right. And so, one of the things that we teach is to convert that and either answer the question with a very short statement or even a question. So, let's say that you ask me, What do you do? And I can answer something like, Let's say I'm going to improvise. Um, um, have you ever struggled communicating? You're uh, your communicating with your market. I, you ask me what do I, what do I do, and I answer: Have you ever mm-hmm. struggled communicating with market? And you say, Well, yeah. Um, so I help people remove the noise in the conversation so that the market responds and reacts to their products and services. Love it. And so. I didn't tell you anything about what I actually did, but I told you what problem I solved. The goal is that you will then say, hmm, I'm intrigued, tell me more. Yeah. And when you ask me to tell more, then I'll go into it. The problem is whether we are on stage or in a one-on-one networking, we tend to like blur everything we do in the first second, and you leave the person confused, but also you take away their curiosity. Because at the core of connecting two people with each other is planting the seed of curiosity. Yeah, It should be intriguing enough for the person to want to know more. I like that. Let me be very clear with a metaphor. Yeah. You don't get married on the first date. So if you go on a date... most people don't.
0: (laughs) You did. (laughs) I did, no. Most people don't, but yeah. Well, my husband says he did. There's some examples that were were disastrous, but yeah, go right ahead. Well, my husband says he did,
1: actually. That's my husband. (laughs) He did. He didn't. But basically, the day we met, he circled the day he was going to propose. Yes. I had no idea. But anyway... Um, but if, but, but let me give you that example. Let's, he was actually, he says he was very sure, okay. but imagine the situation and let's give him credit that he was sure. And we're still married. It's been 23 years. Yeah. But how do you think I would have reacted if we had gone on that blind date with another couple and before the day was over, he would say, you know what? I really think you're the one. Um, I want to get married. How do you think I would have reacted? Not well. I would have run away yes as fast as I could freaked yes. me out yes so he didn't he was smart and little by little we started getting to know each other and built a relationship and that ended up in marriage in 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 talking in in using words to promote our business you have to be very strategic mm-hmm. in how much you disclose and how much you burden if you want the other person with all that you have to offer if you do that too soon it's not that you're being generous or giving you're being a fire hose Mm -hmm. and you're drowning the other person yeah so it's about using the right words and the right amount of words and information to entice the person to get curious about you versus scare them away
0: so this this, this Dive into that real quick because we, we we're up against it a little bit. But tell us at this point, when you say um, scaring them away, what what would constitute somebody doing the wrong thing and scaring people away?
1: Yes. So, <laughs> first of all, asking for their business in that first meeting, whether it's by email, mm. by Facebook post, or in person. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear about my package? Like, if I were to say, "Hey, Brian, I love meeting you." Um, do you want to hear about my uh, the pricing of my coaching services? How does that? How do you feel right now? I hate that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I like, do. No, forget it. So, so the wrong thing is a to overload with information, b to talk about in detail of what you do versus the problem that you solve. Like, who cares yeah. how many coaching calls you get with my program when I still am not sure if you can solve my problem? Right. Right, um, and three, asking for the sale too soon, or asking for too big of a sale too soon
0: exactly and i I hate that I, that's that's one one things I hate the probably the most online is those tactics, so yeah, treat it like treat treat it like you're dating and take it, you know I think people some people are just too fast, and I think they they're taught that way though. It's not something that's in, innate. They're taught to do this, do these things. So, how how can we untrain somebody in doing that?
1: Yes, simple. Number one, remember that the person reading the post or listening to a podcast or the message or whatever, multiple forms. Right. The person on the other side is a human. Yeah. So, rem- first of all, remembering that, and if you can remember that, you'll remember. But if they're a human, they probably will react similar to you. So ask yourself, will I take the action that I'm asking the other human to take it? So if you're re- writing a post to strangers and mm-hmm. at the end of the post you say, I invite you to buy my program, just simply ask yourself, would you buy it?
0: I love it. <laughs> I love <that. laughs>
1: Perfect. If you wouldn't, then yeah. don't do it. Right. <laughs> or you can ask your spouse or your kids or your friend, would you buy this? Right. If you didn't know me, right. if you'd never met me before, would you buy this? Right. Chances are no, because you we are very unlikely to buy something from someone we've never heard of before. There might be some digging that needs to happen before.
0: Yeah, I love it. So I have one last question for you. And I ask this for all of my guests. And it simply goes like this. There are certain people who are watching this now, or will see the replay or see, you know, hear it on the podcast. And they see you, Dolores, as someone who is, you know, I, I, they love your style. They love what you're doing. Um, they want to do things just like you. They want to be you maybe, okay? They want to model their, their whole business off of you. Tell them. How you have become or how they can how can they they can your success in being the authority in this space.
1: Yes. And so here's what I want to say to you. Own what you know, be very confident in what you know, partner and look for people that will support you and that you can support them. And be really clear in what you offer and be also very clear who you want to work with. In business, clients choose us as service providers, but also we choose the clients we want to have. So your clarity will lead to you positioning yourself as an authority.
0: I love that. I love it. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, I I so appreciate it. I, I'm glad how you I'm glad you how you stuck the same with the right words because you 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 did it in a in a very sneaky way, but perfectly perfectly done. <laughs> I love it. So tell us tell us now how people can connect with you after this show and, um, and, and communicate with you
1: absolutely so it's a couple of ways you can go to we.mastersinginterry.com forward slash BC and download an ebook that I wrote about how can we use and the whole word is about using like my experience from a TEDx organizer and so how can you use my TEDx experience to Clarify your message and your position. So that's one gift I have for you. Okay, you hold can
0: on. also because on you're very fast and you have a, a very beautiful accent. So say it a little slower again. The we what say
1: that again? <laughs> we dot com slash B as in boy and C as in Charlie. Awesome. Awesome. And then you can download my ebook where I will teach you how I use the TEDx strategies. Uh, to clarify your message yes. and stand out in your marketplace.
0: I love it. And you have another link for us or something else?
1: We, you can also go to mastersinclarity.com and click start here and hop on a complimentary call with us.
0: I love it. Awesome. Dolores, this is amazing. I know we, we were up against it. We were, kind of very, we're both busy people <laughs> getting this together. But yes, Um Uh, We got it done. I'm so glad you were here today. It was a great way to start off the week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do you have any other last minute words of wisdom that you want to share before we go?
1: Well, thank you so much, Brian, for having me. And I would say, watch your words and watch your business grow.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it. And that is, that is, uh, that, enough said. Those are the right <laughs> words. <laughs> Those are the right words. People, follow her, follow her if you get a chance. I appreciate you. And again, we're in the 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 fourth week of our digital product giveaway as we transition from live stream to actual podcasts. So this week we're giving away some AirPods. Yeah, oh, cool. they, they could be wired or wireless depending on how many people show up to support that. So, so get on that share and get in there and get entries for that. Uh, we appreciate your support um, as is as well, of course. So um, go to the authority to get sign up for that. And for other um, tactics that we'll share with you after the after the giveaway, if you um, want to keep on going with us. All right. So Take care. That's a wrap for right now. And I appreciate you all. Be blessed. And that is it for the Authority Project. Take care. Thank
1: you.